Hello, everybody. Lynn Schusler-Williams here with Brooke Haynes. And we are here at Frequency 500. And we are going to talk today about the frequency of love. (laughs) (laughs) So, Brooke, you had some experiences this week that made this topic come up for us in a way And one of the things I loved about what you told me about this experience was the way that you saw it, not just receiving love, but seeing it in others too. So just, just, I'm going to hand it to you and let's hear, let's set this up for everybody. Yeah. So I, I, I have logically understood um, that everything is love. And, um, and, but what happened this weekend was, and, and all things that aren't love are just my own blocks, right? Mm-hmm. Obstacles and, in the way or, yeah. Correct. So while I logically understood that this weekend, I totally inter- in- integrated it and I got it and understood it better. Mm. Oh yeah. It was juicy. <laughs> Can I tell everybody where I went? Yeah, for sure. So we went to the Abe Hicks, uh, Abe Hicks workshops in Amsterdam. Yeah. The Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks event in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Yes. Not in Louisville, Kentucky, someplace called the Amsterdam. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, nope. That's not, that's true. That's correct. Thank you. And, and so it was actually in this workshop and, you know, and I love Esther Hicks and I love workshops, but it was a lot of the work now is been so integrated in me is it feels like just like I'm sitting there going, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, instead of Mm. like these aha moments that I used to have, but this weekend I had an aha moment. It was over love and it was about this topic. And really what I didn't understand before is how all things were love and how it's true that I was blocking it, except maybe if I had a guard up because I was hurt once or something, that's how. Right, 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 right. Sure. Sure, we all have had experiences, right, where it is, um, it leaves us with some kind of block or barrier to um, a positive experience because we had a negative one or something, right? Right, right. And that's how I, that's how I felt about love before joining, before this aha moment. And excuse me, we were talking about um, a, a woman and her 14-year-old son and his perspective on life, um, which was not like her perspective on life. And so that led into the topic of love and loving our kids unconditionally and what that really meant, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so she had us all say, think of that place of love, go to your place right now. And of course, if you've ever been to something like this, where everybody's on the same page, the energy makes it a little bit more intense Mm because everybody's doing the same thing. Right, right. So I went to that place of love and sure enough, it was my dog and it was me laying in my bed with my dog. He used to, he's a boxer and he would line his body all up my side and then put his, his snout across my arm. Yeah. We're all just thinking about it. Yeah. Anyway, And that was this place of pure positive love. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I have this part of me before the workshop and it came up during the workshop why do I not go to that place with my son? I mean, yeah. I love my son more than anything in my life. Why is that not 
So I, I was feeling guilty. I was feeling like I was a bad person almost that my mind went to my dog and not my son. Yeah. 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 So I'm sitting there processing this and I teared up and started crying and thinking about my, my dog. And then, and then, and then I don't remember the exact words that were said when it totally integrated and lined up, but it was like all the, the only thing that's not that love is what you put on it. And what I received in that note was the what's blocking me from my son, me feeling like that with my son as I am my dog is my own judgment about me as a parent. Yes. It was the way I say, am I being a good enough mom? Did I do this right? Did I say that right? right? And as much as I know better and I don't, I feel like I've grown up so much in that area, there's still so much of it still there, right? Sure. And so in this moment, I totally understood because with my dog, I didn't question if I was a good dog parent. Right. Question if I delivered the message properly. I didn't question anything I did. I We just loved each other. Right. And so it dawned on me in that moment that the only thing that's not love is that and what I, what, what I put on it. And my story of not being a good enough mom or did, um, not delivering it properly or am I giving him the right this and all these things, that's what was blocking me from feeling like that towards my son as I yeah. do my. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And, you know, I think it's so helpful for people to hear this story from you. I know it is to me. And, and parenting, you know, this helps us see where we create our own triggers and our own blocks and our own, right. And where we get attached to the stories and the, the questions we ask ourselves, the doubt, the self doubts, all that stuff. And, and, um, you know, I was talking with somebody recently about how sports is always a good analogy in personal development. There are always so many good sports analogies. Well, I also think in this realm, like parenting is almost always a good analogy because like if anyone who's ever been a parent has had that, am I a good enough parent moment? Like I would venture to say multiple times, many, many times as a parent of three young adults, I can say I lived with that and uh, for a long, long time and saw many different ways that it came up for me. And I remember when I first read uh, Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is, I was all in on it. I was like, yeah, she's really got it. And then I got to the chapter where she was working with a woman who was a mother and her son was doing drugs and harming himself and all this stuff. And, and Byron Katie was saying, you know, um, like the mother was saying, my son shouldn't do drugs. And Byron Katie's work says, is that true? And I was like, hell yeah, it's true. (laughs) You know? And, um, and so it's that, that uh, the things the the programs and the conditioning that we receive about what it means to be a parent are so pervasive because we think it's so important, right? Because children, what could be more important than not screwing up our children, you know? And so I think that's such a great one for us to remember. It's also a lot of pressure around love, right? 
It really is. And, you know, in what you were saying, what came to me was also like we think what other area are we supposed to be more perfect in? And also, I think some of this might come from the way we judged our own parents. Well, I'm this way because my mom, blah, blah, blah. I did this. My mom did this. My mom, my mom, my mom or my dad or whoever or grandparent that raised me or whatever it is. But the thing but then when we have those judgments to our own, now we're thinking we're being judged and we're judging ourselves for it, too. So it really starts somewhere much behind us, like, but much deeper than in that moment. And Lynn, you know, well, if you're a listener to the podcast, you already know that we do a lot, a lot of this work, this is work we've integrated. This is work that we, we talk about and we know better, right? Like I'm going to say, quote, know better. And that is in itself, it's judgment, right? And and it's a condition and a pattern that a program, that's just another program that we know better, right? Somebody has told us, well, if you do this much work along the way, then you know better or you, you know, like that's just one more program, right? And what I see in your aha moment is the other thing I've been experiencing, which is when you're fully present to yourself, when you're fully present and you can see clearly, right? You can see clearly it is it is a an opportunity to be released it is freedom Mm. right from the old programs and conditioning and 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 then we're released to that you know if we're talking about and even the map of consciousness could be considered one more program right but it gives us a framework to talk about it right and and if if we just say that the top of the map of consciousness is Uh, complete freedom and presence to ourselves and that we can see clearly there and all of that, then that's what we get when we, when we're in our programs and conditions and we're hearing these stories, we tell ourselves about what it means to be a good parent or am I good enough or whatever, then we can see it from this place of being fully present to ourselves and being, some of us would call that being aligned. Um, It is just freedom. It is freedom. And it allows us to, to raise that, that level and that experience, the, the frequency of our experience. What you said brought attention to this morning and how I've been navigating coming back from this trip extremely exhausted and also with a new awareness, a new version of me with a lot of things up in front of me and having a son that is having that, what kid, a lot of kids go through when their mom picks them up from school, they just all of a sudden start acting like kind of crazy. You know, they, they're unleashing all their emotions. So, you know, all this stuff was happening up on my, up on my return. So I'm sitting here and I'm listening to him uh, scream and cry and talk about how he's not going to go to school. And I'm thinking about my new integration. (laughs) Okay. And, and I'm like, okay, so I'm a new version of me. How does the, my new version of me react to this? Right. So I just didn't. I just didn't. And what I did, and, and of course that led to, are you ignoring me? Why are you ignoring me? You're always, you know, and then it just led me sitting beside him. He said, what? And I said, how, what are we going to do next? Like, how are we going to get through this? And I asked him, how are we going to get mm. through this? 
And when you said it, it kind of has a sense of freedom. That's exactly what I felt in the moment when I just stopped and released no judgment on myself or him. Yes. Because in the past, I'd be like, you don't do this to your daddy. Why do you do it to me? What have I done wrong? You know, but right, I right, right. All of that. And I was just like, how are we going to move through this? Buddy, we know we're going to go to school today. So if we know we're going to go to school today, how are we going to move through this? And when he got in control of the situation, like Mm. releasing me of all of it, it's no longer my responsibility, Brooke's mom's responsibility. He was able to gather himself and he was able to think instead of react. Right, right. And then he gave me a few solutions and that's exactly what we did. They were really easy and simple. Like I didn't have to give them anything. I didn't have to promise them anything. I, I didn't have to do it. And we just moved through it and we got through. Right. Now we had to do that twice, but what a difference that was yeah. than it was with all of the reaction and with all the um, me thinking I was doing something wrong. Cause that's where all of most of it is. It's me thinking, what am I supposed to do? Did I do it right? Am I doing it right? How did I not do it right? What did I do to ca- cause him to act this way? <laughs> right, 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 right. So, yeah, so you hit the nail on the head when you said it really it causes that sense of freedom because that's exactly how I felt in that moment. I felt free. It was back on him and it was me being, I didn't have to, I wasn't judging myself at all. No, you were just present to the situation. Yep. I sure yep. was. That's so beautiful, Brooke. Well, I hope that it helps everybody to hear our stories of how we uh, move through this world and look for that um, frequency of love and uh, find ways to be present to whatever it is we're standing in the midst of in life. And uh, I know that um, I know that we have experiences like what you said I'm a different person than I was going into this experience and I came out of it a different person and I'd say the same thing about my recent experiences too and and yet here we are and we're having these conversations and life still looks um what somebody would call messy <laughs> um sometimes and 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 we we just be present to it and and not judge ourselves and not beat ourselves up and and um, and not judge others too. You know, I, I find that freedom uh, that you were talking about feeling really translates not only into you know first me not beating myself up as you were saying about am I being a good enough parent or whatever, but also then not judging the others involved in a situation. They're just showing up as where they are and who they are too. So. Of that it really does feel like freedom. It does. And I have another example of that. Do you want to hear another one? Do we have time? I do. I don't know, but we'll make so time. In, this, <laughs> in the same um in this same setting, similar setting in this Amsterdam setting, I, talking about love and non-judgment, a group of people who came together that work on work on themselves every single week together, like we show mm-hmm. up. Um very much like our Unleash Your Unstoppable, right? Right. And so what happens when we all came from, I think, 22 different countries, I think. Wow. Um, and landed there. And when we all put together, we I saw that when someone was triggered, they knew their audience. They knew the people in front of them. 
was or was not judging them, was not meaning anything mean or ill-intentioned or anything that they, 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 they could trust that the person in front of them, that the person that did whatever it was that caused them to get triggered was, was, was fully in love and present with them. Right. That, and also that they checked themselves immediately and said, this trigger is my work. Right. And you know what? I don't, and they, and they would like line up within a minute or three minutes or do not very much time at all because they could really come from that place of love. They looked, knew that the other person was coming from the place of love. So in return, when we were triggered, we had to come from the place of love ourselves. So you told me a story that's a good example of this that I'm going to remind you of. There was somebody who was good at reading maps. Mm -hmm. And so their job as you were navigating the city was to know where you were and read the map. And then one time somebody else got hold of the map and was reading the map and screwed it up, <laughs> right? Yeah. Made a mistake. <laughs> and so the, the natural map reader, the person who was really good at that had some sort of reaction. So tell, tell that story a little bit. Yeah. So there was a, I knew I shouldn't have let go. I shouldn't have been trusting I knew I shouldn't have been trusting of someone else to lead us. That was right. the, that was the initial reaction. And then immediately I was like, yeah, I said, yeah, I said, sometimes we're just having a lot of fun and we forget to look where we're going. And immediately like, yeah, we're, we are just having fun. We just role played off that. We are just having fun. And it was just, I felt the shift happen right there. Right. Because, you know, no one's messing up on purpose. Right. Exactly. And, and the person who said that I knew I shouldn't have immediately realized what they had said and was like, yes. well, that's just, let's just all laugh at that. Right. Like immediately just, and didn't judge themselves for saying it either was what I loved about that story was just like, Oh, you know, like that's somebody who's really plugging the into themselves and being present and, you know, um, being willing to recognize when they're triggered and then laugh at it. And yes. go on having fun. I just think that's like the greatest ever. And, you know, one last one was my own personal one that I felt insecure about my body a little bit. I didn't go there feeling insecure about my body because I knew who these people were. And they were the last uh-huh. people in the world I needed to be insecure about my body with. Right. Right. But right. Upon arrival of these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> people, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm feeling a little insecure about my body. <laughs> but I knew as soon as I had the feeling that there was no reason for that feeling and I would line up. And the right. feeling came out like three or four different times, but I would like, but as soon as it came out, I would see it and I'd be like, but I am, I am enough. I am okay. And these people don't even see it. Right. 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 Like I'm seeing it and I would line up again. So that happened. Um, a person. So all of this coming from a place of love and that's what frequency 500 is all about is that frequency of 500 is of love, right? Frequency of love. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Well, I'm glad we we took the time to tell those stories. Those are great. And um, listeners, we we're sending you love. We're we're seeing you um, from the eyes of love, and we're glad that you're here. And it's addictive because after talking about this, and I'm I'm waiting for your response. I'm looking at you, and I'm like, and I love you so much, Lynn. <laughs> much love for you <laughs> i know right back at you sister not drug induced it's a non-drug high 
<laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. All right. Well, we're glad y'all were here. Come back and join us again. Send Frequency 500 to your friends. Give us your stories. Go to Frequency500.com uh, and tell us your stories of uh, of anything you think we need to hear. We want to hear it. Wonderful. Take All care. right. Bye now. <laughs>